Okay, that'll be fun. We should be live. We're live. We are live. Mrs. Johnson's favorite son, David Lee Johnson. What is your middle name? Russell. David Russell Johnson. Got a ring to it. It does. But if I were you, a rock and roll David Lee, David Lee Roth Johnson. What do you think? That would, be, that would work. Well, you're that more of a country guy. Well, uh, I like both. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. Before I was in the Army, I was all rock and roll. And I got exposed to the country music in the Army. So, like, up to 1990, you know, pretty much. All right, we got Willie. Willie! What's up, buddy? We're, 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 all right, we're on the air with... It's Good Morning South. It's Thursday morning, and it's time for Good Morning Southeast Iowa. We got Willie Fredo Farrell, or Willie Farrell Fredo, I mean, on the phone with us, and we're talking about Beat the Bear. Yes, that was a fun time. Yeah, it was so long ago. Uh, that was early '90s, and I, I think I did it like four or five times. But it's uh, you know that that show Beat the Bear was uh, it started I think back in the '50s, and then they resurrected it back in the '90s. But uh, it was fun. Zappa was always a good time. Always a good time. So, uh, can you? We got Steve. Uh, Steve was telling me he'd been on the show four or five times too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Roundfellow. Ralph, matter of fact, Roundfellow was going to be uh, working with me in August at Funny Bone. I told August him about it, Willie. Really? As soon as he picked up, he wouldn't shut up about it all the way over oh, here. I'm as excited as I can be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Friday the thirteenth, we're gonna work. That came, that came straight from the owner, Lisa Lane. Actually, I didn't even, I didn't mention it. She actually said, "Let's get the round guy." So they're bringing, they're, they're digging, they're getting out of the mothballs, and they're digging you out again. She called Whatever me yesterday. I was on cloud nine. Yeah, well, I'm glad, buddy. We're I was even, time. even higher when she said, "I want you to work with Willie." <laughs> That's right, my man. We're gonna have a good time. It's been a couple uh, of years since we worked the Funny Bone together. Yeah, yeah. This well, pandemic. Been a couple of years since hardly anybody's been working. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, damn. Um, but back to Beat the Bear, uh, what people don't know is uh, Jim Zobel liked to have a, a pop or two. And I'm sure, Round Guy, you remember back in the day, he'd have a, a drink here and a drink there. I like One to night. refer to him, Willie, as the Harry Carey of Iowa. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, One night. We, Pat Perry, who was the, the sidekick then, and Zobble, we did beat the bear, and afterwards I told Zobble, I said, let's go get a couple drinks. And you understand, this guy's like 80-something years old. And he says, oh, I don't really want to, and I said, I'll buy. And uh, he was in the car before uh, I, I knew what happened. <laughs> so we go to uh, we go to Billy Joe's picture show, and uh, they're doing karaoke and everything, and Zobble's sitting up in the corner with Paris, and this young girl maybe 22, 23 goes up and just loses her mind. Jim Zobel, oh my God, I've had a crush on you since I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, there's somebody singing on the thing and she's like giving Zobel a lap dance. And uh, Pat Paris is losing his mind. He wants to get rid of her. And Zobel's over there just saying, I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> I looked over, he used to wear these floor shine boots. He had them unzipped and everything. He was, he was good to go. So, I think a lot of our viewers really don't know not only what Beat the Bear was, but even who Jim Zobel was. Could you give uh, our audience a little background of what the show was about? 
Yes. Well, Zabo, first of all, he was Zabo. Uh, a lot of people don't know before he was uh, a reporter for WHO, he was uh, actually a very, very good athlete. He was a runner, uh, just some other things. Uh, I think one time, I think he ran against Jesse Owens, or at least he should tell people he did. But I mean, he was a great athlete, but he was uh, comparable, uh, actually more than comparable, but he was like the Ed Wilson of uh, Iowa. I mean, even more so. I mean, everybody knew that. And he was also the play-by-play uh, reporter for the Iowa football games. Uh, he also had a show back in the 60s and 70s, uh, 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 a bowling show. He used to watch uh, uh, people bowl. Let's go bowling. And, and, Let's go bowling, yeah. 30 and, uh, years. So, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody knew, knew Zabo. Uh, and, 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 I mean, he was just he was just larger than life. And uh, and, and very, uh, very uh, you get to him, he was very uh, easy to be with. He used to come to our shows. Matter of fact, Ralph got, I don't remember, <laughs> if you remember, he came to one of our shows one night, and uh, a young comic at the time, Billy Blank, was uh, going to uh, perform, and... Uh, and Blank was out of his mind because he, uh, he was just, Zobble was his guy. I mean, he was like, oh, my God, Jim Zobble's in the front row. Well, unbeknown to Billy Blank when he was out of the room, Round Guy told everybody not to laugh while he was on stage. And it was the most excruciating five minutes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, Billy was up there doing his thing, looking at Jim Zobble, who's trying not to crack a smile. I thought Billy was going to kill himself right after he got off stage. And then Round Guy let him off the hook once he got back on. You remember that, Round Guy? Vividly, yeah, the poor kid. Yeah. We had to talk him off the ledge. He, uh, no, yeah, it was, yeah. He and he but, kept but saying, was that kind of guy that would play along with you and, and you know and do that kind of stuff." He was he was so easy to get along with. He kept saying that he was doing so bad he didn't <laughs> even hawk his t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cost him money that night. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, He's more than made up for it. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, mention to. Uh, uh, when, when I did the, uh, Beat the Bear, and I'm confident he did this with everybody, but during the show, he would repeat a number of times that, that he was sponsored by Subway and that yes. for being a guest, he was going to give us coupons for free Subway sandwiches. And I yeah. did that show with him five or six times. I never once got a coupon for a Subway sandwich. Not, Where do you think those ended up, Willie? No, neither did I. Not, not got one. Yeah. You know, one time I actually brought I brought my daughter on when she was first. I'll tell you how long ago. It was just 25 years ago because my daughter was just recently born. She, I, I don't think she was like three months old. And I brought her on Beat the Bear. I'd love to find the film of that. And I had her dressed in a little Notre Dame onesie. And... Uh, and I kept on claiming they had to get the bear away because the bear looked like he was going to eat her. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It That's was where... And, and, they had, and they had the band and everything and the, and, and, and the crowd. and I mean, it was a good time. Oh, it was. Uh, is that where your daughter's nickname originated? Nah, you know, it didn't. But now that I think about it, that's probably uh, subconsciously maybe that's where it did come from. Yeah. Who knows? Willie's daughter's... Yeah, a lot of people don't remember... The bear was, that was the, uh, the ham spear bear. The, <laughs> they, they, they must have dug that thing out of mothballs to, to get it, because they used it back in, like, the 50s and 60s, and it was the same outfit. I mean, that head, if you put your head inside that, that, that mask, that must have smelled horrible. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. Because everybody wanted to wear the, the, that uh, bear mask. Yeah. 
not me. I didn't want to screw up my hair. Uh, I remember Tom Arnold being on that show a number of times. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, anybody, anybody that was anybody, or anybody that was in town would would go on that show. I mean, that was that was it was kind of a badge of honor. If if Zabel, if, if number one, if Zabel likes you enough, and number two, if Zabel even knew who you were, that was kind of like a big deal. You know, if Jim if, if Jim Zabel acknowledged you, you, you were you were doing okay in the city at the morning. I I want to remember. It's been so far back. I, uh, sometimes he would have some of those celebrities be the bear, and then take yeah. the, the mask off at the end of the show. And I remember that's yeah. right. I remember Tom Arnold being the bear once. Am I right, correct yeah. at that? Yeah. Is that how you um, remember I, Tom Arnold? Was yeah, exactly. The bear yeah, once? exactly. Normally, the bear was some kid that worked there, I think. As a matter of fact, I, I think I've met him a few times. I can't remember who, what his name was. But, yeah, but that was the big thing at the end is, yeah, they, I think they pulled off the head. It was Tom Arnold, and it was somebody else that was fairly famous back then, too. He wore a, uh, a Ross Perot mask one time and took off the... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now you well, went was... Daniel Boone on the bear uh, one time, I believe, or maybe even twice, and wrestled the bear. That would do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, the bear was constantly picking on me, and uh, when I brought my daughter on, I was scared the bear was going to snatch her. So, uh, my, I, you know, being Italian, my first instinct was that, you know, just, you know, it's like when you're in, in prison. You go up to the biggest guy, and you knock him out, and then no one bothers you. So I was going to take the bear down, and if that happened, then we were all good. <laughs> now, didn't he almost sever your hand in a wrestling yeah, match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He grabbed my hand, put it in his mouth. Yeah, the bear was... You know, sometimes we have fun, and, and sometimes the bear get a little rough with me. I, I don't know who it was inside the costume, then, but, you know, I, I must have hit on his girlfriend one time or something. Just got a little physical with me. Well, how, how liquored up were you for that to happen? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, you, you, once the podcast gets out, everybody hears it. Maybe, maybe somebody will come forward to see who was, who was the bear the most times, because I know they used different guys, but I know someone was in the costume a lot, and it was somebody that worked there at the time. I can't remember his name. You're right. I remember it being an intern. Uh, yeah. most of the time. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, except when he'd had a chance for there to be a celebrity there. And as I said, I remember Tom yeah. Arnold coming out from yeah. under the bear mask uh, at least once. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wonder why they quit doing it. I mean, because I remember when you did it, you did it on a Sunday night at, at WHO, and they would, there'd be, you know, 100 people in there jammed in there with that band and everything. It was, such a good time. I just don't. I, I just don't know why they quit doing. I, you know, Keith Murphy would be perfect to be the new beat the bear guy. I'm, I'm sure he, he was at one time. What about yeah. that costume, Willie? Where, do, you, do you have any idea where that bear costume oh, is God. now? No, I don't, Ralph. That that would be something. That'd be nice to have. That'd be almost as nice to have as a gift case. I sure. think. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they that, at least that, ought to have it out front in the lobby in the showcase. Yeah. Uh, at least ahead, at least. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Yeah, you're right. That, that that ought to be, when you walk into the lobby of WHO, that bear head should be either mounted on the wall or, or stuck in a thing right next to Zabel. That's got to be as famous as the, the the headpiece for the San Diego chicken. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I'll tell you what, in Central Iowa it is. I mean, anybody, anybody over 50... You, you 
you show them that head, tell them what that is, they would say, they wouldn't say the ham spear head. They'd say, oh, that's beef the bear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, unfortunately, our good friend Jim Zabo passed away. Yes. Uh, and I understand his wake was just uh, a tribute, you know, that everybody yeah. showed up, and I know you were going to go, and you weren't able to. Yeah. You, you, know what's, you know what's funny around, guys? I have, he had a big 90th birthday party in Phoenix for himself, right? And uh, I, I couldn't make it, and I got on my phone, I saved two uh, uh, voice messages on my phone, and they're both from Zabel. I should play him for you sometime. And uh, the first one, he said, he's, come on, you got to come to my show. You got to come to my house. It's going to be fun. And the second one, he called back and said, okay, you got to be here. Come on, you got to be. And I couldn't, make, I couldn't make it happen. But uh, I, I kept his two voicemails. I remember that. And he was always uh, uh, asking you to write him some material. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we did a commercial together once and for uh, Christopher's. And uh, we go into the studio at WHO, and they got all this stuff that we're supposed to say. And I just looked at Zabel and I said, "Just follow my lead." And I just I ripped a commercial about Zabel, and uh, and uh, he he went along with it. And uh, it was one take, and we did it. And uh, I'd love to see. Uh, I'm sure WHO still got that commercial because I don't think they they would get rid of uh, Zabel's voice. But uh, yeah, basically it was like. Uh, Come on, Jim, I'm going to the first I'll buy you a drink, and then you can hear some footsteps and the car take off real quick. And I said, I never knew you could run that fast or something like that. But, because Zabba would take you up on a cocktail if you offered to. He was like Dean Martin. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know you know what's amazing about him is uh, my uh, uh, Ronnie Judas, you know, Christopher's, him and Ronnie Rand used to come visit me when I was working in Vegas. Matter of fact, they, were, they came one time when you were there. And what they would do first is they'd fly into Phoenix and stay a day or two with Zabel. And then they would come with come see me. And I always regretted never going to his 90th party because they stayed with Zabel. And what he would do is late at night, he would sit out, have a scotch, and listen to Sinatra, all Sinatra, all night long. And not only listen to it, but he could tell you who the conductor was, who the composer was, who was on the, uh, the main horn. I mean, he knew Sinatra telling you who played what instrument. And I, I, I wish I'd have done that one time. He was quite a legend. <clears throat> yes, he was. Uh, hey, nobody, nobody likes to see man. You know, and it's sad. It just shows you what uh, you know. As the generations go, yeah, you know, yeah. Younger people have no idea who he is, and it's like, oh man, you know. It's like, uh, like people missing out on, uh, you know, who, Balco, uh, 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 Babe Ruth, or something, or Elvis. Yeah. yeah. And not to not know the legend of Zabo, you know. That should be in, that should be in the history books of Iowa. I uh, the big thing I remember Jim Zobel did was uh, Bob Hope came to the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. And, and Jim Zobel and Bob Hope just walked around the state fair and they were on like the radio for like eight hours straight or something. And yeah. It, it was uh, incredible. Yeah. And the thing about it was everybody ran up to Zobel. Hey, Jim. Jim, yeah, let me get a well, picture back. with you. And who's this guy? Who's this guy with you? Let me tell you what, that's, that's the way it is with Ed Wilson. I mean, uh, you, know, it, you know, I went to a couple weeks ago, my wife, uh, uh, we went with Ed Wilson and his wife and Keith Murphy and his wife, we all went to Vegas together. And uh, we partied. And, and it's funny because there was at least four or five incidents where people 
recognize uh, Ed and Keith and, and had to take pictures with them in Vegas. You were just in Chicago. Did I see that in your yeah, Facebook? Well, yeah, yeah, I went, uh, I went to go watch the miserable Cubs found. Uh, they got beat. When I went, I went when Arietta pitched also, so that, that should tell you enough. Uh, they got beat they got beat by the Miami Marlins eleven to one. Now did they win last they, night? I was just gonna ask the same question. They won last yeah, they won last night eight to three, but uh, the chopping block's coming, so we'll see who's who's gonna, who's gonna go. If it was up to me, I'd back a truck up and throw them all in. Yeah. If they if they were all over. If they would have lost last night, that would have tied the record like back in the 1800s somewhere about the worst losing streak after oh. a no-hitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And you know what? And the thing is, like I said, when I went to see them, they got beat by the Marlins 11-1. to And the game before the Marlins beat them, 13-2 uh, uh, or something. And, then, and, and, now, and how they're getting beat now. I mean, after that Milwaukee game, when they took a 7-0 lead the first inning, they get beat 15-7 to or 15-8. I mean, come on, and uh, and what the the, what, uh, the uh, Philly beat them the other day, thirteen to three. I mean, it's just you talk about a team just falling apart. It's just yeah. But I've often said this. I I, I said that you know after two thousand seventeen, you know they they might have been looking like they're in contention, but they never were. Too many guys you can't hit. I, I've seen Javi Baez swinging a ball that the, the pitcher threw in the third base dugout or first base dugout. I mean, he swings at stuff that's just ridiculous. Well, our Yankees are about in the same boat, although they've yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. won I was, two in I was a row. I ready to bring that up, but the Yankees, you know, and here's the sad thing, Ron, guy. Both of those teams, they're in the top three or four in spending in all of baseball and, and, and can't seem to quite figure out how to put this together. No. Well, they've, they got people that are hurt, and they got people that are in a yeah. slump. Yeah. But they no. have lo- I mean, won two in a row. They're out on the West yeah. Coast. They're going to play this afternoon, and I'm going to get to watch it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's been a struggle. They're, they, uh, yeah, you know, and I'll tell you what, though. They're here. The only good thing about the Cubs is it's still, they're, they're right there with the Cardinals. The Cardinals suck as bad as they do, so I can deal with it. But the problem with the Yankees are the Red Sox are just flying high again, and I hate it. Yeah, that is an unfortunate yeah. uh, situation mm-hmm. yeah. for any Yankee fan. Yeah, exactly. If your team's doing bad, at least you want the Cardinals in the... You want anybody wearing red doing bad, too. <laughs> exactly. Hey, what do you think about Otani? What do you think about Otani? That, that kid's amazing. Uh, I, I hadn't seen him he until... He had home run the other night. I yeah. hadn't seen him until a, a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's a freak. Yeah. He, can, he can do it all. Oh, he can. More so than Babe Ruth, even. I yeah. mean, he's a better pitcher than Babe Ruth. Well, the, the, uh, I saw him one night. And he was just DH, and he yeah. hit like 19 home runs. I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Then uh, the next day or so, I saw him pitch, and the Yankees mm-hmm. ran him out like in the first or second oh, inning. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, okay, all right, maybe we're getting back to normal. And and the next yeah. thing you know, the Yankees lose, you know, about eight in a row again. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. Royals fans call losing eight in a row? Normal. A winning mm-hmm. streak. <laughs> Only eight in a row. That's a good deal. Well, you know, I I think what the good thing about all sports though is at this point is like, for instance, I mean, uh, there really is getting to be parity in everything. I mean, you know, for instance, the, the NBA has the Suns and the Bucks. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's like, I don't know who's watching it, but I mean, 
the fact that there's different teams in there, I kind of like it. And I mean, I wouldn't mind in baseball. I got to be honest, I would always want the Yankees in there. I always want the Cubs in there. But if this, it can't be them, I don't want the Cardinals. I don't want the Dodgers. Give me, you know, I, I like Tampa Bay Rays. That's fine. I mean, just give me another team. Put somebody else in there. Milwaukee Brewers. It's They're pretty true. good, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? The Brewers never won the World Series. I, you know, I, I, I'd rather have the Cubs, but you know what? If, if, the, if the Brewers got a chance to get a ring on their finger, God bless them. Anyway, we're, we're talking Beat the Bear with Willie. Uh, show started in 1975. It was in black and white. It ran for 25 yeah. years. Um, what? Uh, tell us what the show was about. Is picking football games and entertainment. Yeah, yeah basically... It started off kind of serious. I mean, they would have you like, you know, they would ask you. But then uh, it basically, all they really wanted to know is who you liked between whoever Iowa State was playing and whoever uh, Iowa was playing. So that was the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I was more into winning it than being a, a crowd favorite because, uh, first of all, I had uh, I, I got two or three friends that were bookies. So, I mean, I, I was really getting inside scoop because there was a couple times I went undefeated. But, uh, you know, most of the people that went on there, uh, you know, they always pick for Iowa, and they always pick for Iowa State. Let's be honest, back then, you know, Iowa State, sometimes Iowa weren't very good teams. So people would take the loss because they say, well, you know, this year I think uh, the Cyclones are going to do good against Nebraska, and you're like, they're going to get murdered, you know. And I was one of those, I would just basically say, hey, listen, I'm just out here to win this thing. You know, Nebraska's going to kill them. And then, you, of course, the crowd would boo you and stuff, but that was part of the fun. That's how I win my fantasy football league. I don't. I don't pick yeah. play. I don't pick the players that I like because they'll kill me every time. I pick the players. The players oh, yeah. that are going to win. Exactly. Exactly. You got. Maybe those should I be mean. your favorite players. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any shows that are like uh, "Let's Go Bowling" or "Beat the Bear" that are kind of local generated wow. shows that are that are going on right now. I mean, the only thing, the only thing you got even close sports-wise is basically sound off. I mean, uh, and, you know, Ron Guy was also involved in that. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just that I, I guess there's just too many options on TV that I guess they would probably uh, be scared that they wouldn't uh, gather an audience. But uh, it'd be worth a try. I think I, I'd like to see. Uh, uh, I mean, like I said, Keith Murphy or Andy Fields would be great to do another Beat the Bear and bring in guests. I think it'd be fun. But, you know, they got, they got Keith Murphy doing so much as it is now. And, and also, uh, it would be Beat the Berry used to be Sunday night, and that's when Sound Off is. So maybe, you know what, maybe I would talk them into doing one Sound Off instead of a Sound Off, do a, uh, uh, an old Beat the Bear, Keith Murphy, bring the round guy in as a sidekick again, and bring in two celebrities. That yeah, would that's, that would be great. Yeah. Let's partition for that round guy. I would uh, entertain that. I, I, I kind of yeah. miss the... Uh, uh, the Sunday nights and the uh, sports-oriented yeah. shows. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, one time that's all you were doing was working. You would go from the funny phone to beat the, uh, to the sound off to, to KGGO. You uh, you were twenty-four-seven. Yeah, I was. Uh, pretty much every time you turned around, I was involved with something, which yeah, exactly, which was great for my income. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't overly paid, but at yeah. least I had some income coming in, and, and it was uh, fun to get into arguments with people that would see and go, hey, what are you talking about with this team or that team? And, yeah. and yeah. I always, ironically, even though I, 
I graduated from Iowa, I was always pulling for Iowa State because first they were the underdog, and secondly, yeah. Dan McCarney, and then Paul uh -huh. Rhodes, and all these coaches there, largely because I supported them on Sound Off, they were always very favorable to me, and I was always yeah. able to get me a couple of sideline passes for any of the Iowa State home games, especially the Iowa game, and it was just a blast. So, uh, yeah, how, did you get any side passes for UNI basketball by any chance? What was that? Did you get any sideline passes for UNI basketball by Jacobson by any chance? Yeah, my buddy Ben Jacobson. That was always a treat. He's a great guy. <laughs> uh, and a great sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you remember some of the other guests that was on there with, with uh, Jim? Subway sandwiches either. No, no, nobody did. You know Zappa kept them all. I bet if you went to his house in Arizona, there's just probably just stacked as the coupons over coupons, just stacked up. <laughs> stacks and stacks of Subway bags. Exactly. It got to where uh, I was on there so often and, and obviously disappointed because when, mm -hmm. back then when I was, you know, the round guy, yeah, a, a free sandwich was awesome. Or so yeah. I thought, but I finally got to where I would look at him and kind of smile when he'd say, "Oh, I got some Subway sandwiches yeah. for you to take home." And I thought, "Yeah, okay, I'll believe that when it happens." So you guys got any good uh, sound off? Though there was, oh, you always had a pie in front of you and sound off. Yes, yes. Yeah. Did you? Uh, you guys got any good Jim Zobel stories before we uh, move on to something else? Uh, just I, like I said, I, I I used to go out drinking with him every once in a while, and uh, he I mean I, I, and he would I mean he, like I said he would sit there he, if you if you're buying the liquor he would sit and talk to you for hours and um, he I mean he, he was one of those kind of guys that uh, crossed so many generations I mean uh, he could talk to you about well, like whoever the new player was today that he talked to and then he could tell you about you know knowing Jesse Owens and and, and, and you know and, and going back. You know, back a long time ago. So I mean, he just—he was a, a wealth of knowledge. It was—it was—it was, it was cool talking to him. I mean, you're—you you really felt like you were like, you know, looking into a history book. Good guy. Rest in peace, Jim Zabel. I love it. 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 Yeah, good man. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about you, Willie. Uh, let's hear a little bit about your background and uh, what you got coming up. Well, I've been doing comedy for uh, 250 years, it feels like. Uh, I've been doing it a long time. I started, uh, I, was, I was back in the 80s, about the same time I met the round fella. And I've uh, been doing it ever since. Uh, and COVID slowed me up, kind of took me out for a while. I uh, still don't, after 14 months, I still don't have my sense of smell or taste, which kind of sucks, but that doesn't stop me from eating and drinking. But uh, business is picking up. As a matter of fact, I'm uh, 
I got a bunch of good shows coming up. I got, uh, I'm doing a show one down at Tulane University. For Troy Dannon, round guy. I'm doing a show for his athletic department down there. And uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm, I got a, a, a new gig in Phoenix at a new uh, comedy club called Stir Crazy. And I'm going to be uh, at the Funny Bone August 13th, 14th at the Round Guy. And then in September, when Iowa State plays uh, UNLV in Vegas, I will be in Vegas working at the uh, L.A. Comedy Club at the Strat. So if there's any Iowa State fans listening, when you're in town, UNLV, uh, if you're playing them, come over to the Stratosphere. I'll be working at the Comedy Club there. That's great. That's great. Uh, now... In general, yeah. uh, the Funny Bone in Des Moines, I know they're limiting their their access to tickets and yeah. the, the nights that they're playing. Are you yeah. uh, versed enough to, to let our viewers in on, on how many nights a week they're open and their, their ticket policy? Well, I, I, I know for, uh, for our shows, uh, we're just doing, I'm just doing, I believe it's one Friday and two Saturdays. So it's only three shows. Uh, but if Friday fills up one show, she'll do a second Friday. But uh, at this point, one Friday, two Saturday, and uh, if you want a ticket, you, you need to uh, either show up at the door or call uh, Funny Bone, uh, 270-2100, 515-270-2100, and uh, get a ticket there. Or you can go on their website, uh, which is uh, funnybone.com, I think, funnybonedm.com. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's about all I know. Well, I'm anxious to uh, work that Friday with you. That, again, yeah. is uh, the second day of the fair, Friday the 13th. Yeah. What yeah. do you say? And I'll talk with you in between then, but but uh, I ought to come in real early that day, and we ought to, you and I and our entourage should uh, go to the state fair and walk around and eat everything before we leave to get ready and do the show Friday night. What do you think? I, you know what? I, that, I, that sounds like a great idea, buddy. Let's do it. We'll we always go Mark over. Call Mark Johnson in from St. Louis. We always go over and shoot some free throws. Yeah. With that undersized hoop and the 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 odd shaped yep. basketballs. <laughs> you know what I miss is the you know is the, the greatest insult comic in sound record, Bobo the Clown, but he's gone oh, now. Yeah, he's not there anymore though. Oh my God! How many times did he hurt your feelings? <laughs> I I think he actually wore out his welcome with yeah. this politically correct stuff because know. Uh, you know he's just not there anymore. He was great. He was yeah. absolutely great. I mean, I miss him. That was fun. Yeah, he Boy, was he like Don Rickles. You were kind of happy that oh. he singled you out and made fun of you. Yeah, I remember you'd walk up there and then slow walk up there and he would just, he'd rattle off about 10 things in a row. Oh, I remember he told you one time your underwear were fruit of balloon. <laughs> yeah, and then he, t uh, he told Mark Johnson that his bathtub had stretch marks. Yeah, he, oh my God. He was <clears throat> brutal. <laughs> yeah. Willie, you, you were on HBO once. Could you tell us a little bit about that? What's that? Weren't you on HBO one time, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did a, a Showtime special uh, called uh, Godfathers of Comedy. Uh, it was uh, me, uh, Rocky Laporte, John Campanera, uh, 
Paul D'Angelo and uh, and uh, a guy named Frank Cantarelli, who was uh, a regular on the <coughs> Sopranos, played Georgie the bartender. And uh, we did the special in Chicago, it went real well, and uh, we toured for a little bit. It was, it was kind of fun. And those guys are all still out there, still out there working, doing the thing. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, good time. Uh, trying to kind of recreate like uh, what the you know what the uh, rednecks were. Uh, didn't quite catch on as well, but we we had a nice run. That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to do the baseball team? Yes, I, I, I forgot what I told you last time, so I'll just say, uh, let's, let's go again. Unless you wrote it down, then you can tell me what I said. Okay, well, we're just, we're going to go all the way around the, uh, we'll start with you, we'll start with the pitchers. Each one of us will pick our pitcher. There's no DH. Uh, okay. And then round guy and Lee, and then I'll I'll go with the pitchers, and we'll move to catchers, first baseman, all the way to right field, so... Okay. Pitcher first, uh, one pitcher all time. Yep. Okay. I mean, you know, you can go easy. You can go Cy Young. He won 511 games. But I, uh, I mean, uh, see, now, now you got me thinking, dude, you, you, you do steroids, not steroids. I mean, if you go not steroids, uh, steroids, you got uh, uh, what do you call the guy, the 117, uh, uh, 7 Cy Young. But, uh, he's steroids. So, I'm going to go, I think, you know, Bob Gibson. I think, you know, Bob Gibson chased the game. Bob, after Bob Gibson pitched, they, they lowered the mound because he was, he was unbelievable. So, I'll yeah. take Bob Gibson, even though he's a cardinal. Well, you can't go wrong with Bob Gibson. Who do you got, yeah, round guy? I'm going to go with that Koufax kid. Yeah. Uh, most of my picks are going to be off my favorite team, but um, we're the, the guys at their prime, right? That's no, no, retired guys. <laughs> I'm going to go with 2003 Kerry Woods. Wow. Okay. Well, one I'll year? tell you. If you're going to go one year, I mean, that's. I'll, I'll tell you why, though. That guy made me a lot of money that year. Um, um, even though they didn't go to the um, the World Series um, in Game Three, no, it was Game Four. Game Four of the Division Series against the Marlins, um, he won that game with a solo home run in the tenth. After they tied it up, he was still pitching, um, yep. and uh, he was. And I, I put I put a ton of money on him that game because oh, I had a Cards fan that wouldn't shut up. So. Um, and, and he made me nervous as hell. The whole game made me nervous, but he hit that solo home run the 10th to end the game. And, uh, yeah, that's my guy right there. Also also had 20 strikeouts in one game that year, I believe. What's that? I think he also had one game where he had 20 strikeouts. Right, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Willie, do you remember you and I working the funny bone the night they called him yeah. up? And he was in we the had, front row? I, I uh, got him tickets to the Funny Bone, and he, uh, yeah. the next day, uh, went over to the Cubs and never yep. looked back. Remember that? Well, you know, Ron Guy, we've had, when you think about it, at the Funny Bone, we had Jerry Wood, we had Turk Wendell came one night, and we had Mark Pryor come one night. Yeah. Yeah, we had them all there. Yeah, that was uh, a, uh, uh, called, uh, Terry Woods panned out, Pryor, Wendell, not as much. And then my buddy Turk Wendell, who you know, he lives yeah. in uh, Des Moines, outside of Des Moines now. Uh, Does he really? What's huh. that? I didn't hear you, Willie. 
I, I didn't say that. that does he, I didn't know that. I just remember uh, after the show, we went outside, he had a, a pickup truck that he was driving. He also <clears> played <throat> for the Burlington Bees. Yeah. All right, well, I'll give you my picture. It's uh, Babe Ruth. I'm going with Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, okay. All right. I figure... Can you, can you use him twice? Or are you going to put him in the outfield too or pitch him? Well, he'll get four at-bats in the game, too. I think he'll even out anything that he's behind the other pitchers. But let's go to okay. catchers. Right. Who do you got behind the dish? I got uh, Johnny Bench. Hard to argue with that. What do you say, round guy? I'm going to go with uh, Willie. Should come as no shock to you, uh, Thurman Munson. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you know Thurman <clears throat> Munson, yeah. Clutch hitter, good defense. Strong Bad arm. airplane pilot. I'm showing my loyalty again. I'm going with David Ross. David ah. Ross. I'm going to go with Roy Campanella. Wow. I, think I, I like it. He might. I don't know. That's Maybe Johnny Bish might edge him a little bit, but I wanted to have somebody from the Negro Leagues on my team. And uh, yeah. my grandpa just was absolutely obsessed with uh, how good Roy Campanella was. You know, it's bad to know a pick. I wore his number in, in uh, Little League because I was a catcher. But uh, Yogi Berra, when you think about it, you know, he, you talk about rings, Yogi's got 10 of them. So. Rogi yeah. has, has more professional titles than any other athlete ever. Yeah. And, and more sayings, too. Yeah. <laughs> and more what? More sayings. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, who you got at first base, Willie? Uh, first base. Uh, you know what? I think I might just take Albert Pujols, another Cardinal. Albert Pujols, he's pretty good. Yeah. What, what about you, round guy? I'm going to go with gold glove winner Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly. For there his defense. And his offense. Also your buddy. Yes. And what cover uh, are you picking? <laughs> I actually had two on this one. I like Derek Lee. Um, also from 2003 because he was he was on fire that year too. But I also have uh, Rizzo. I like him. That, that kid's got a bat and he's got an arm. Nice to tag kid. Now I have a guy, maybe not the greatest first baseman ever, but I need him on my team, and his name is Pete Rose. I okay. I, I need a yeah. switch hitters, you know, because you guys are throwing Colfax and left hard lefties at me and stuff and. Uh, uh, it's got to be tough enough to face him, but face him left-handed. But yep. sometimes a home run wins a game, and sometimes a single wins a game. And as far uh -huh. if, you know, as far as Pete Rose, he was better at taking what the pitcher would give him than about anybody that I ever seen. You know, and he could he could yeah, hit those really good ones. You watch all these strikeout artists nowadays, like the Javi Baez and stuff, and you watch. I mean, you know, you watch a guy that actually. Had a craft in batting, you know. I mean, Pete Rose. Every event he he, had, he went up to, you know, he had a, a, a mission. You know what I mean? And he could hit the ball from either side of the plate, and, and he'd run over his best friend when he came. So you got got bless him. All right, who you got at second base? I got uh, Joe Morgan. Who did he say? Joe Morgan, I think. Joe, Joe Morgan. Morgan. He's a pretty good one. He's a yeah. pretty good one. What about you, round guy? Well, I, I, I'm going to take that Sandberg kid. Ryan Sandberg. There you go. Well, pick mine. 
You can have him. You can I, pick the I was, all, I was also going with Sandberg. Well, God dang it, I like the Cubs. I mean, there are some that aren't Cubs on here, but I'm just saying, I like, I, I'm home team uh, Boyle. I'm going to go with Rod Carew. Uh, Rod Carew was the best bunter I ever saw. And he was really yep. good at taking pitches. And I'm going to bat him second because I think, you know, he would be really good at moving runners and uh, making contact. And he didn't strike out. And he was a pretty good with the glove too. So, Rod Carew's my guy. Let's let's move to shortstop. What do you think about shortstop? Captain Jeter. Derek Jeter. Derek guy. Jeter. How about him for the Yankees? Number two. Shortstop, Derek Jeter. Uh-oh. Number two. That was pretty good. And I'm going to go with my first non-Cubs, Cal Ripken Jr. He, he was a fair, pretty steady player. Uh, yeah. Didn't he have a um, record for most consecutive starts? Or is that his dad? I can't remember. No, it was him. That was him. Cal Ripken Jr. That's what yeah, I think. Well, he was a he's Cal Ripken. Wasn't a Billy Ripken was a junior, maybe. I don't know. His brother. They, they, you know, they were shortstop second baseman for a while for the Orioles. The Ripken brothers. And I'm going to go with Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks. That's uh, not a bad choice. The guy was good at everything, every aspect of the game. Yeah. He had that big, strong yeah. right arm, and he could go to the right, and that's yeah. what I need in a shortstop. Plus, anybody with an attitude like Ernie Banks has got to be good for yeah. your team. That let's play two attitude and everything that he's got. You know, I think. Uh, yeah. You I know, mean, I, 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 let me challenge you a moment. I don't think he wanted to play two every time. You don't? No. <laughs> he said it Hell every no. day. Yeah, but I think he was lying. Uh, I think I think he wanted to play you three. You don't want to play two. Hell, yeah. sometimes you don't want to play one. Uh, I don't know about that. Middle of August. <laughs> temperature 120. That that was my second pick for. Now we need we need a left fielder, but it doesn't have to be a left fielder. Uh, it could be a center fielder. We got oh. Third. Oh wait, we got we third, base. third base. Third base. What, what do you got for third base? Mike Schmidt. Mike Smith, round guy. Well, good Phillies player. I think Mike Schmidt's a good choice, but uh, a guy that would never allow a base hit to his left or right or over his head, Brooks Robinson. Boy, Brooks Robinson Brooks is Robinson, good. Yeah. Brooks Robinson, and he can hit the ball too. You know, he's not going to give you the home home run power, Mike Schmidt. But he's going to, you know, he's going to single you. But more important, he's not going to let anybody get on base. You just don't hit the ball past Brooks Robinson. I got Ron Santos. Ron Santos. Yeah. <laughs> Number 10. Go, go back up the Cubs, Cubs loyalty. Well, it, it sure seemed like to me, uh, every in the 70s and 80s, everybody had a Hall of Fame third baseman. Carney Lansford was yeah. really good. Brooks Robinson was really good, uh, but uh, I'm going to go with Mike Smith too. I just really don't think there's anybody that was uh, sure didn't have the power that he had. Uh, yeah, he hit the Brett, power. Uh, George Brad's really good, but I'm going to go with go with agree with you on that. Okay, now left field. It don't have to be a left fielder. But you got to get three outfielders. Gonna, but who I are you penciling in at left field? I I, I would I okay. I, that, that's the whole thing. I, I wanted to know if I had to put him in position because I got a bunch of center fielders and I want to move them around. Can I just give you all three of them and you, you tell me where you what put them? Does he keep fucking moving the same street? 
because uh, uh, one of uh, obviously uh, Mickey's going to be in center. So can I push? Can I push Willie Mays to left field? No matter that, you know what? Put Mickey in left field. All right. So uh, what would do you, you would you say, Willie? I I got I got a bunch of center fielders. I I you know I got Mickey and and, and Willie. You know they're both center fielders, but so I but I, I they're you know I want them both. Put so, Willie put Mickey in left and put Willie in center. That's what okay. I'm Who do you got left field? Well, yeah. Well, I I like Jim Rice. Jim Rice yeah. pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to take Ricky Henderson from my left field. He was the best leadoff guy ever. You know, most home runs in leadoff. Get a game going. Now, maybe he don't have the instincts of a Willie Mays, but he sure has the speed to make up for it, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And he would he would get on base, and that, you know, really caused problems for even, even a Bob Gibson would keep an eye on that. Uh, him when he got on base, and then when he got Rod Carew behind him, I really think we could move him. So center field, you said Mickey or Mickey? Put Mickey at center. What do you got for center? Center field, I'm gonna go with uh, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, and I also am gonna go with Mickey Mantle. I considered. Uh, it was between him and, and Willie Mays, but Willie Mays is not a switch hitter. And uh, if I have two switch hitters in my lineup, that can be a big, a big factor in the game. So, I, and you know, how can you go wrong with Willie with Mickey anyway? So, you can't. We're, we're going to right field. Where where what do you got in right field? Say something field? bad about Mickey Mantle. I can't. Say something negative about Mickey Mantle. Uh, I can't. Good. Uh, I, I love the guy. Yourself an ass whipping. <laughs> okay. He, he, he drank more than gobble. Oh, how's that? <laughs> and that's quite an achievement. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Exactly. I I don't like to make me the focal point here, but Willie, I've told you, I believe more than you want to hear, that I at a baseball fantasy camp, along with a couple other campers, went to a bar and got liquored up like Jim Zobble but with Mickey Mantle. I know that. Well, you're, you're in a book with him. I'm in a I, book uh, about I mean, I, I, yes. You're in a book about yeah. Mickey Mantle? Yes. And, uh, yeah, he's in a book with Mickey Mantle. It was uh, one of the greatest nights of my life, if not the greatest. All right. So who, do you, who did you say right field? Well, you know what? Everybody would think I would go Hank Aaron just to complete it, but knowing I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to flip the script here and I'm going to go with what I consider today's younger version of Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Mike Trout gets yeah. in the first modern player of the entire yeah. pick. Yeah. Who's your right fielder? I think, fielder? He, I think almost... he is unbelievable. I'm going to go with Willie Mays in right field. He's going Willie Mays in right field. And I am going to go with a guy, uh, you might know him as Bobby, but a lot of people called him Roberto Clemente. Oh yeah. How can you go wrong with that? Yeah. Well, you know, there's no, a lot cannot. of ways. There's a lot of ways to win a game, and there's and a lot of unusual ways. And I think Roberto would win games in other ways that other people wouldn't win a game in. Yeah. And an actual right fielder too. So yeah. I mean, if the you know he can hit pitches that other people can't hit, 
He can make throws that other people can't make. He can get to balls that other people can't get to. Yep. So, well, I think all all of our teams will be pretty tough, except for Lee's. I mean, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we've been talking Beat the Bear. We had a, uh, a great guest. We've had a great time. Uh, I want to tell the audience that last week we doubled our audience. Uh, we had great interviews last week with Tammy Pescatelli, uh, Keith Barony, and... Uh, uh, John Bain was a local author. Uh, it's been great. You got anything else you want to say or any other thing to wrap it up, Willie? Just uh, come uh, August 13th, 14th, come see me and the round guy at the Funny Bone in Des Moines. All right. Well, what was that date again, my friend? August 13th and 14th. Friday the 13th and 14th, Friday the 13th, Des Moines Friday. Funny yeah, Bone. And the 13th will be... We'll be at the fair early in the day, corn dogs, and at uh, the Funny Bone that night. All right. I'm looking forward to it, pal. Well, thank you so much. You've been another uh, fantastic guest that we Fabulous get guest. every week. So, uh, Willie Farrell, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, We're Willie. in this segment and hey, start guys. another one. Take care. All See right. you, buddy. Bye.